walking in the lab late one night when my eyes beheld an eerie sight for my monster from his slab began to rise and suddenly to my surprise he did the match he did the monster match we winging it how we doing here it was well, now we're winging it come on in hello the water's fine hello want to uh Want to take in the uh, dulcet tones of Bobby Boris Pickett a little bit and the Crypt Keepers? Just make that the podcast. (laughs) What? I've never heard another song by this person. Uh, Neither has the world. This (laughs) song, I saw like, I, I was looking at old billboard charts and like, it was like the number one song in the country for like a month. Wow. Like everyone. The month of October? I imagine so, uh, but yeah, it was it was like a smash hit. Like it was a huge, huge hit. That's got, you know, that's got nothing on fancy like <laughs> nothing on that that masterpiece. <laughs> I'm not impressed. <laughs> uh, how was that cold open? Nick pre-show was like, uh, don't even worry about doing the intro. Just we'll figure it out. <laughs> just well, he's like, because he's trying to be like, all right, we'll all say good afternoon on this note. And I'm like, we're not going to nail that. (laughs) We're going to fuck it up. Like, let's just come in. That's not our brand, Nika. (laughs) (laughs) Coming on this core progression. Um, Yeah. Hey, this is the show. It's uh, Why Is This a Thing? And it's the Halloween Spooktacular. We we played the uh, Monster Mash theme because we're doing a movie in the same vein as the song, I would say. And it's called The Monster Squad. Did... Was that song around when this movie came out? Oh yeah, the monster. The song is old, right? Yeah, really, it's been around since like the '60s. Or How something. was it not in this movie? It, it did not. It was not featured in the movie at any point. Uh, great That's a great point. point. Yeah. yeah, missed opportunity, Fred Decker. Uh, let's look at probably uh, saving it for the sequel. Let's be honest. Uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if a sequel to this movie comes out <laughs> at some point soon. Oh boy. Let's look at the Monster Mash's billboard numbers for a second. Okay. It came out in 1962. Wow. Uh, six weeks later, the single knocked the Four Seasons song Sherry from the top spot <laughs> Ooh, to wow. begin a two week reign that ended four days before Halloween. The single returned to the Hot 100 list in August 1970, peaking at number 91. In 1973, Monster Mash made its third appearance in the Hot 100, this time scaring its way up to number 10 on the charts. Uh, It then returned in 2005, 2007 through 11, 2013 through 17. Um, (laughs) Why does it come back in these random years? Is it it more just no good songs came out that year? It's like Haley's Comet. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I see. Kind of comes by whenever it wants. Well, it's like that, and you know, all I want for Christmas is you. You know, it's like Mariah keeps cashing that check, and I'm That's sure true, she yeah. didn't have that, you know, uh, idea when she was in her 20s and she was a young pop uh, diva. But now she's like the Christmas lady. That's the thing about we talk about this a lot when it comes to like holiday mm-hmm. movies and songs mm-hmm. and stuff. It's like you can just get one. I mean, that's your meal ticket right there. You can just cash the retirement checks. I don't think anyone would have thought that. You know, Harry Potter would have been co-opted as a Christmas movie, but it is. Yeah, that's a weird one, though. I, don't, I still don't. Fully I mean, that one kind of that that plays year round, but it, it. I think the marathons are what kind of made it a Christmas thing. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Wow, I, I just looked at this for Mariah Carey. 
The song, which reportedly only took 15 minutes to write and compose, generates an estimated $600,000 per year in royalties for the songwriter and Mariah $60 million to date. Okay, that's one of those fucking lies, though. <laughs> it didn't take 15 minutes. Yeah, I don't know about that. It's not getting minutes. Like, so wait, it took 15 minutes to like, like, like record the thing too. And no, everything? to write and compose. Oh, oh, oh. I mean, I get what they're trying to say with a with hyperbole like that, but like, it's not 15 minutes. <laughs> no, like, I'm I sure. get that the song is shit, but <laughs> if it was 15 minutes, you you're not like. You're not putting that in your invoice. I, I mean, know. yeah, well, how does she, how I've taken dumps longer than 15 minutes. Okay? Like, <laughs> Can you imagine if the one moment that earned the rest, the money for the rest of your life was during that dump? Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> While you were taking a shit. It's often where I get my best ideas. How would they know it was 15 minutes? They just, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. They timed him on the John. Yeah. Right. Mar- Mar- <laughs> like, I'm going to write this shit in 15 minutes flat. Well, she didn't write it. Ah, uh, uh, Walter Afanasyov. I I skipped his name because I didn't know how to pronounce it. <laughs> <laughs> so I think he's made six hundred thousand dollars per year, and Mariah sixty million dollars. Pre oh to date today, okay. Yeah, that's uh, I mean that's I like most of her net worth. I think. Yeah, it's just, just that <laughs> it's all I want for Christmas is you royalties. That's the only song by her I can think of off the top of my head. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I like uh, Hero. That's one. And that's it. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. Nice. Let's talk monster mashes. Yes. Let's talk graveyard graveyard smashes. Let's uh, let's not actually on that one. A graveyard smash. Oh I'll god, pass on that. No, thank you. Oh. Adam's probably Adam's probably had one of those. I do like. <laughs> Uh, I do like Return of the Living Dead for that reason. There is some there <laughs> there's are some, some graveyard there's smash some graveyard there. smashing going on in that movie. Return yeah. of the Living Dead, by the way, uh, featured in this movie as a poster in the background. Yeah, yeah, that tracks with with a movie like this too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Monster Squad. How did we get to Monster Squad? Um, I don't remember, but I brought it up, and then all of a sudden the idea was jumped on. I was like, it's it's been on lists. On my phone for a long time, and oh. I don't know where originally. It might have been from Adam, uh, but it may have also been recommended by others in the past. So maybe some of our listeners in the Discord can chime in. I don't know. Yeah, I'd say a fairly different one for us to cover. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I think <laughs> I think the through line of this pairing here, Fred Decker and Shane Black, is kind of fascinating, and it's interesting where their um, career went. And I would also say, like, they have another movie that's more why is this a thing than this movie, personally. Uh, yeah. Way more why is this a thing, <laughs> which we've covered on the other podcast twice over. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> yes. <laughs> What's that? The Predator. Ah. <laughs> the Predator. Oh, ah, that. That thing. So uh, Shane Black and Fred Decker were roommates at UCLA. Um. And this is, I think, before Lethal Weapon. I think Decker had had some writing work in the past. I think, like, doesn't he have a story credit on the Godzilla movie from the mid-80s? I think, like, he, he was involved in that. Um, and I, I don't know what Shane Black's first credit was. But this was kind of a passion project of these guys. Um, oh, I guess, well, Shane Black was more of an actor, right? He had kind of stumbled his way into writing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so let me see. Let's see. So it was 
Yeah, okay. It was it was before Predator had come out. Yes. So yeah, so they they wrote and made this movie kind of together. Fred Decker is the credited director, but it was kind of a collaboration between the two of them. Uh, it was before Shane Black was even on the map. Um, and oh, okay. I guess it was the same year as Lethal Weapon. Um, and it's not what you would really think of as a Shane Black movie. No. Although years later he would work in genre with uh, the Predator from 2018, but you think of Shane Black as the Lethal Weapon guy, as the Kiss Kiss Bang Bang guy, as uh, the Iron Man Three guy. You know, <laughs> just uh, charming R-rated adult uh, L.A. cop dramas. Yes. Right. Yeah. Or or buddy cop movies essentially, well, and yeah. helped like sort of develop that whole subgenre. Yeah, what you don't think that's in line with Monster Squad, Nico? Well, I guess it kind of is a buddy cop movie. There are cops in it, and there is some cop jargon. That is true. Well, there's, there sure is. Uh, I believe there's a cop that gets assassinated by Dracula. Sure does. Yes, sure does. Yeah, there there was that scene at the beginning where the cop, the father of our main character, whose name I don't remember, gets pulled away. And the, the wife is like, we have marriage counseling tonight. And he's <laughs> yeah. like, honey, I'm a cop. You signed up for this when you married me. And it's like, oh, yeah, that's like a that's a Shane Blackism right there. That's mm-hmm. like, a, you know, like, oh, just another night on the job. Kind of looks like the Lethal Weapon set, to be honest. It yeah. kind of has that that sort of homey, like, like mid 80s sort of vibe to it. Yeah. We're nice, but really we suck as parents. It's like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. What'd you think of this one? It's fun. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. it it's just fun. like solidly yeah. 80s. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. Right. Yes. As I was watching it, I, I thought of Joe DeFeo, who's probably listening right now. And I thought like, yeah, this is definitely a movie he grew up with. And we probably should have had him on for this one because uh, it is right in his wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. The sort of like the VHS rental coming of age movies with creepy creatures and monsters and it's not r-rated but it ain't pg mm-hmm. it's it, it like we were actually just talking about this the other day on the pod we were talking about indiana jones and the temple of doom yeah like, that's right pg-13 movies used to be in this sort of weird gray area in between pg and r and now it's like every movie is pg-13 and pg-13 is kind of like it's it is the new PG. It's like kids can go see it because it's only got one F word and yeah. no boobs. Mm-hmm. But like back then, <laughs> right. it was it was like it's for kids. But uh, there's some terrifying shit in here. Like the Wolfman gets blown up and his arms go in a million different directions. That is true. But also, like you're allowed to like show little boys peeping on stripping girls yes. <laughs> in the window. That's perfectly acceptable. Nothing wrong with that. So I'm like, this is yeah. DeFeo core right here. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> DeFeo's in the treehouse. This peeping. is DeFeo core. <laughs> I guarantee you he watched this movie growing up. Nick, what do you think? It's got like some kind of, it's kind of got like some Goonie vibes at times it, with I, I these kids. Yeah, young Clubhouse. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's got some unbelievability. I love uh, our, our young guy smoking cigarettes, the cool kid. Rudy. Yeah. <laughs> love Rudy. But then all of a sudden they're like. Like, Rudy is the coolest fucking kid I've ever seen in my life, all right? Like, 
And then yeah. the and then these nerdy little dweeb fuckers are like, is he good enough to get in our monster club? Like, of course he is, you stupid fuckheads. No, he's the I, coolest guy you've yeah. ever seen in your fucking life. Is the better question is, is your stupid little monster club good enough for Rudy? <laughs> oh, Nick loved Rudy. Let's be real for a goddamn second here. Uh, it's like kicking George Clooney out of your nightclub. It's like, what, oh you my god, there? what are you it's doing? Like, yeah, what's the matter with you? Why did he want to be in their club? That that's the thing that threw me off immediately. Why would this kid want to be <laughs> talking about Godzilla? Close, you know, the closest uh, they almost like could have gone there and they didn't quite go there fully would have been that the clubhouse was a good vantage point to spy on the kid's sister while she changes. Yeah. If they if they were like that was the sole reason he wanted to be in this monster club, maybe it would have been believable. Yeah. I feel but like there were kids growing up, though. Like, I definitely had, as one of the, the what did you call them, dweeb fucks in the, in the, uh, <laughs> the losers club is yeah. what we are. Yeah, as, as one of the dweeb fucks growing up, there were definitely <laughs> some friends in my circle that were way too cool to be hanging out with me. And I think, like, they were sort of charmed by that idea. Like, I definitely had a couple Rudys, you okay. know? That okay, just you didn't of, know a single person who wore leather jackets and no, smoked I, cigarettes in middle school. But it wasn't But that. captured the essence of Rudy. <laughs> no, but it was kind of like, you're definitely, like, you're not there in There wasn't my, a single fucking Rudy in Playboy High School, okay? Fair enough. But, like, there were definitely guys that were not in my orbit that I, I you know, that could definitely be getting a lot of pussy. And <laughs> you think Rudy's... <laughs> These kids, and they were hanging out with me instead. And it was always kind of confusing. <laughs> Rudy's like 15 years old, getting a lot of pussy. <laughs> Maybe that's kind of a crude way of putting it. <laughs> what? Is it something I said? Yes. Yes. It was. It was. The- <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> and so they would come to your poker night is what you're saying? No, I mean, I don't know. I just I don't think I was playing poker. Would they watch the apprentice with grade, you, I mean? But, yeah. Or like what do you mean? What do you mean they were hanging out with you? Know what I mean? Like there were Were they some... in your monster club? What were they doing? Like it's one thing to be nice to a kid, it's another no. to join his monster club. That is a good point. Fair point. Yeah. There, I'm just saying, like, there was always, like, that guy growing up that was in a different caste system than you. You know what I mean? That was in another tier and either was, like, the, the varsity quarterback or the, the guy with the bike or the, whatever. And they always hung out with the dweebs. And it was like, why is that guy hanging out with the dweebs? And I think as you grow older, the answer is that. Uh, everyone's a dweeb you know and it's like yeah. when you're young you're you're pretending not to be <clears throat> the difference you between, know i think i was the, the, sorry the, well the difference between someone like like that person and, and the rude is that rudy's not afraid to admit that he likes this stuff right because i did have people like this in my class but these were these are the type of people that didn't want to admit that they like spider-man and stuff like that they didn't want yeah. to admit that they who doesn't they, want to admit they liked spider-man i don't fucking know who but was that person that, <laughs> i know right what I, I went to lewis mills yeah it's a okay. terrible place right, right. uh but no <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah but All these you know, arachnophobic assholes over there I know. <laughs> but, or also people who were Dude, afraid what if to- i brought that what if i like brought that to the mainstream as like a like a woke thing what? Like if you don't like Spider-Man, you're arachnophobic. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> no, you're an arachnophobe. Uh, mm. Yeah, right. Yeah. 
Yeah, you have um, to. You have to. Yeah, you got to. It's got to be in line with all of the other. Right. It's got to be a noun. Got to be a proper noun. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Is there anything wrong with being an arachnid, Nico? Anything wrong with that? No, I. I. You know. My dad's an arachnid. Yeah. <laughs> Spraying webs all the time. Uh, <laughs> what were you saying though? No, but like, like, yeah, no, it. it the the difference between that and like like you know we're we're used to seeing people that like like the nerdy stuff but aren't are never willing to admit it, whereas like Rudy's like no yeah this I'm I'm down with this stuff right and I'm down with getting pussy but right. I, I'm also down with <laughs> yes which really <laughs> as you grow older those are the only two things in life you know that's what you find <laughs> Wolfman is that the overlap the Venn diagram is actually there's a lot of overlap there's more overlap than you initially thought. What the fuck are you? <laughs> so the only thing I would say that that exacerbates this issue for me is that we grew up in like the mid 2000s to late 2000s, right? Yeah. This is the 80s. Right. Yes. True. And let's be honest, like the the difference between the cool kids and the nerds was much more pronounced in the 80s. Right. I definitely think that's true. And maybe that's just media lying to me all these years. But I think that after the 80s, there was a lot more efforts to, like, contain bullying. Well, or... And I or, think things were much of more of a free-for-all back then. <laughs> sure. Well, back then, bullying was more physical. It was, sure. uh, you know, more obvious. And now it's kind of, like, all done in DMs and Twitter feeds and stuff. Yeah, that's that's the only thing. I think it just it, it shifted and morphed into a digital medium you this, know this makes me a little curious though about the i can't believe i'm saying this well maybe maybe it, it tracks but like the ahead of its timeness of this movie because like in i the totally a- think it's ahead of its time i was yeah. thinking the same thing okay right. so so like like in and just on the topic of nerd culture i mean you can call it nerd cu- culture but in the 80s it was like the nerds were more like you know the stuff that you would now see in like cartoons like you know that's kind of how where some john hughes films fit in that's where weird science comes from that's where revenge of the nerds comes from these aren't really nerds they're geeks right and that's that's a the, a bit of a distinction and something that i'm not as used to seeing out of you know 80s pop culture fair like this or cult even cult classic fair frankly mm. so this is pre tarantino this is pre kevin mm-hmm. smith yep um there's a lot of just like characters sitting around yes, talking yes, about yes, their yes. obsessions. Exactly. And I was amazed mm-hmm. by that. In 1987, I mean, this is this is not really something that you see. It was not thought of as cinematic. And it was thought of as um, you know, nerd culture and comic book culture as an underground culture, as something that wouldn't sell. It wouldn't appeal to the four quadrants. And it didn't sell this in this right. case. Yeah. And this movie actually did bomb. But like, just give it a couple years, like in 93 or whatever – if it was an R-rated movie about guys in a comic book shop or whatever, like it would have been the biggest thing in the world. Yeah, <laughs> um, they, we were so close to discovering. Holy shit! Like people are actually going to Comic Con. You know, people are actually reading comic books and talking yeah. to each other about them. And like, we're all out there. We're kind of like these individual sleeper cells that don't realize that the other ones exist. And <laughs> all at once, like there was this big awakening of, wait a minute, like you're a Bruce Campbell fan too, <laughs> yeah. you know? Um, and this movie's, it's got its finger on the pulse. It, it didn't quite go far enough. I felt like at times like, May, well, maybe that's also because of like the, the 
the territory it's tapping into. Like even though even though it definitely captures the essence of like like Kevin Smith as a child or, or Tarantino as a child and guys like that, it's like. I, at at this time, I'm not sure anyone was clamoring for a Dracula movie or a were- another werewolf movie or anything like that. They, they if they now I I wonder what it would have looked like if they had attempted the superheroes and the uh, traditional comic books and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the I think the problem is just that like Dracula and all the monsters in the movie fucking suck. They just suck. <laughs> That's wow. the problem. <laughs> Oh, they don't good as Frankenstein. Yeah, he is. And the Dracula like him too. Frankenstein gets probably the most like valuable screen screen time. Uh, yeah, I, I think w- that we're kind of in a situation where we're spreading too many monsters too thin. Fair enough. Uh, okay. Do you and, have an inherent issue with the 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 monsters themselves, or just the way they're portrayed in this movie? The way they're portrayed, I don't okay. think they're. First off, they're not scary. No, no. they're goofy. It feels schlocky. Yeah, but and I, don't, I don't know if they're meant to be they, scary though. I kind of, I mean, there's there's one scene with Dracula where he's very scary, like, and I think like they filmed the authentic reaction of that five year old girl when he exposed his fangs to her at the end, and there is a couple moments like that. But I, these they're meant to be more like superhero figures in this. Like it's it they're supposed to be like these creatures of myth. That have yeah. returned, and now you know some of them are good guys, some of them are bad guys, and we got to put them back. You know, it's like the you know it's 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 now become a trope of like you know the the monsters are on the run, and now we have to put them back in the storybook. I'm I'm just thinking of this as like a, a what it was when it came out, right? So we have these famous creatures from uh, movie legend, right? I mean, we have the the creature of the Black Lagoon, we have Wolfman, all of these creatures, they're bringing them back, and it's not its its not scary at all. So the kids who are appealed to the those creatures are looking for the scary creatures. And they're also not funny, and they're not really, like, I don't think kids are actually taking enjoyment out of this. Like, all of the heart of the movie is the kids, the actual quote-unquote monster squad, Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. children who are hunting these monsters—that's where all the heart comes from. And Frankenstein's monster, to yes. a degree. What do you feel like the appeal um, is for for kids like that? Let's imagine that those kids actually did exist, and I imagine like there's a little bit of Shane Black and Fred Decker in these characters. Like, what do you imagine the appeal of the Universal monster movies is to these kids? Is it the fact that it's scary, or is it something else? Hmm. Well, they need to have presence, right? Like. When Dracula walks into a room, you need to be like, holy fuck, that's Dracula. Instead, it looks like a guy wearing a Dracula costume just yeah. walking around the street. Yeah, they don't have presence, you know what I mean? And and the most horrifying thing Dracula does is throw a fucking bomb. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Sure. The, the creature from the Black Lagoon is killed by a machine gun. Yeah. yeah they drive a stake through Dracula's heart at one point, and they... they, they yeah. Yeah, I that definitely. I, I just think that all of them kind of are underwhelming, and if they focused on one or two, it could have been a lot stronger. But I, I mean, understand they want to feature them all. I just come back to it. It feels to me it's closer to comic books. It doesn't I, like it, this is clearly not a horror movie, and I'm not sure the sure. appeal of those Universal monster movies is their scariness. In fact, at the time, I'm not sure that was the appeal because you watch those movies now; they're not scary. I mean, they're charming and they're campy and the special effects are sometimes cool. And the performances, you know, like Bella Lugosi or whatever is hamming it up. But I, I'm not scared by them. And I'm I, and like 
those kids, I don't imagine, like, for example, they're not, um, they're not sort of, uh, uh, obsessing about like Mike My- Michael Myers or uh, you know Freddy Krueger. There is a reference to a slasher movie, a fictional slasher movie, but for the most part, like it's the universal monsters that are at the center, right? You yeah. know, I, I, yeah. I guess I'm not saying they need to be scared so much, but the the creatures themselves need to have a horrifying presence. And okay. I felt that was lacking. Okay, I guess that's that that's fair. It's is it too like. I mean, the movies, it's like you said, not really trying trying to be scary. It's like it's a fun adventure. And in being that it's almost celebratory of the monsters, I guess, you know, it's not it's not re- it's not interrogating the scenario of like what happens if you unleashed Dracula. It's really not interested in that. It's just kind of using him as a plot device to right. in- instigate the plot. Sure. You know, he, he, Dracula in this movie is much closer to like like Stripe in Gremlins than he is you know yes like uh coppola's dracula right. <laughs> it's just not what they're going for right so and nor are these the actual like characters this is not no, a universal no, no. movie yeah. so they and i wonder if that's part of it too like they had to change frankenstein's design by putting like the bolts on his forehead rather than on his neck and um you know dracula i i, I don't think they could use all of the the mythology there were there were parts of it that were um, trademarked by Universal, and I think this was a TriStar production. So um, there, there is an element of it that's very generic, mm-hmm. and it feels very um, corporatized in a way. It, I agree. It, you can feel like the lawyers taking a pass at the script <laughs> yeah. while mm-hmm. you're watching mm-hmm. it. And again, that's that's the thing that makes this an '80s movie and not a '90s movie. And and I wonder like if Shane Black and Fred Decker or the studios just didn't have the courage to go there. But if this thing was made in 1995, like these characters would be talking about the ins and outs of what kills Dracula for about a half hour. Sure. You know, and they would talk about every adaptation and who was the best depiction of Dracula in film <laughs> and, yeah. you know, all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas here it's just sort of mentioned we're fans of Dracula. We're fans of Frankenstein. We like monsters, but. We're not going to really explain why. No, well, that's the, the whole movie, including the story and, and just how everything falls into place is kind of like glossed over in general, including the depiction of the monsters. It's just it's not like, like you know, it's a movie about Dracula, it's, uh, the Wolfman, Frankenstein, the Fishman. No, it's about just the monsters in general, more so than just focusing on one dude, even though like, yeah, I know Dracula is the de facto villain in the movie. Yeah, he feels of the same piece as all those other monsters. Yeah. Yeah. So. I thought they were doing some really awesome things with these monsters. So, like, I really liked the idea that Frankenstein, of all of them, kind of becomes the good guy. <laughs> and of, they, I, and I, they yeah. subvert that fits, it. That, that fits his mythos really well. Right. And they subvert it with the callback to the famous lake scene where, you know, Frankenstein in the original movie throws a little girl into a lake. And this time, uh, you know, Frankenstein approaches a little girl at a lake and it ends with them being friends. That was a cool, right. Lake, mm-hmm. You know, I love that. I also really loved, um, the wolf man, them going back to him being a regular person and him trying to save the kids. And then when he turns into the wolf, he's trying to harm the kids. I love that. He's like, aware of how dangerous he is and he's actively playing the good guy and the bad guy mm-hmm. yes. like i think there's some really cool things going on in this movie so i don't want to disparage it i just think that one of the issues is that they didn't have enough time to do 
all of the cool things to their fullest extent. Mm-hmm. Well, it's it's also, I mean, p- partially baked into just how like it's not like a, it's I, I mean it's it's like twelve million dollar movie. It's not like a super mm-hmm. super high budget. That's true. It's, and it's also it's 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 an hour and like twenty minutes. It's short. Short. It's very did love very that. Short. Barely love that. a movie. It's That's like a, a it's a short film, yeah. which is yeah great. Yeah. My <laughs> God, is that fucking great. Not that I don't love doing this podcast, but sometimes it's like the night before and you're cramming it into the last <laughs> yeah, second. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, a three-hour movie, though, is just brutal when you're doing it and we have, like, our deadline right. to, like, That's record true. the next yeah. day. Yeah. It also, um, the tone of this movie had a one particular moment that really uh, threw me off. I don't know. Yes. Um, there's this moment where uh, they're speaking to this German guy, this old German guy who like peeks out his window and everybody's scared of him. Oh my and God. They're talking to him about, Oh my God. You know, they're like, wow, you know so much about monsters. And he's like, yeah, I sure do. And he shuts the door as they leave. And then the, the camera just zooms in on his wrist and he has tattoos from Auschwitz. Like he's a Holocaust survivor. And I'm like, that is not the tone of this movie. No. Can we? <laughs> Like that, that, they do like a shit. smash zoom. I know it's it's insane. Well, it's the craziest moment in the movie. Because well, I, I had kills. Like, how can I be scared of Dracula when he, we're comparing this guy to Nazis, literal actual well, Nazis the, now? Like, the, well, I we, guess I do know something about monsters, kids, and it's like twist, Ben. But they, but that's also because you ground the movie in an all too real way. <laughs> it's like, it's, wait a second, it, who gives a shit it, about Dracula? <laughs> right. <laughs> But 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 the thing is about that scene too is like I noticed pretty quickly when they said he was uh, they're like oh it's a German guy then they cut to his house and I see a menorah in the background and immediately I'm like oh, oh you uh-oh. caught that I didn't, oh we're going I didn't here uh oh yeah. we're going here so huh? so I had the thought in my mind like he... and then you have the B fifty two bomber <laughs> yep, display yep, yep, yep. <laughs> and just just the fact that they contrasted a ger- a German man who's also Jewish I'm like are they gonna go there and. <laughs> It's, and then it's they did. Not good. It's uh, very bad. I mean, it's. I is it better or worse than hunting autism in the Predator? Uh, it's Shane better Black than that. Has his has his fair share of yeah. Like what okay, yeah. I think I think hunting autism is definitely worse <laughs> than including a Holocaust survivor in a movie. But like, yeah, yeah. But presenting it like it's like a Hitchcockian twist, like you know. <laughs> But they zoom in on the tattoo on his wrist. Like I don't. Yeah, it's really bad. Dude. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah. It it no the movie's got character though, but it has it didn't moments age like great. That. Adam, it, I'm sure it was not good in the 80s either. I'm sure there people it's were like, like, "What the fuck?" And, and I to, further to that point where they're, you know. I, I'm jumping ahead here a little bit, but like when they they need to find a virgin. Oh yeah. Ah yeah, that was a little. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. Um... That yeah, that whole scene where they're interrogating the sister, which I think is like a really cool setup. But um, I mean, yeah, that's the reason why this movie doesn't make it's money back you know that's the reason why this movie is a cult classic and not a classic classic Mm -hmm. um because they're asking they're interrogating her about being a virgin yeah because they're looking for a virgin and the kid is like oh i my older sister surely has never uh you know (laughs) well and 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 she's like 
probably 16 or 17, so it's kind of on the fence, and it's, it's a little awkward. And, it's, right. It's Although ba- the actress is clearly, like, 25. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. That's, that's not a problem. But the... the <laughs> <laughs> for the character, yes, but, but well, the, and then also for the movie to end how it does. Oh and, yeah, that that was almost weirder. Mm. It made it it made it weird. Yes, they made it, it like yeah. I I think it's kind of like a fun premise outside of what they do with it. But uh, yeah, once it's like oh I I know this five year old is a virgin. That's what I was gonna. <laughs> the, <laughs> yeah. the solution they find is a little little racy. There was a dark part of <laughs> but, me that was like. What if it doesn't work? Uh, right. <laughs> I know. Oh my god! Talk about a twist. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! Oh no! <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yeah. Listen, Shane Black, not. I wouldn't say the. What's the phrase? Um, arbiter of tasteful? good taste. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> yes, not tasteful. <laughs> sure, yes, I would agree. Not, I mean, I don't know. Like, I feel like his movies sometimes they they uh, succeed because of their irreverence. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the Lethal Weapon movies definitely uh, cross a couple of lines, and even like that movie, The Nice Guys from a couple years ago. Like, um, there's some there's some pretty raunchy stuff with who who plays the young girl in that? Is it Haley Steinfeld? No, I. Um... Who I don't know her girl? name. I, she's she's good though. Yeah, she's really don't, good in that. Don't say and stuff. Just say they're doing anal. Yeah, right, 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 right. <laughs> so there's some stuff in there. It's like, okay, why are we putting, <laughs> why are we putting these lines into the mouth of a of a fourteen year old? Yeah, I don't know. Because that's the stuff he said as a as a child. That Shane Black. Yeah, uh, sure. Yeah, okay. That's 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 probably all it is. Yeah. What's her name? Uh, An- Angery Rice is that what it is? Angery Rice. Angery Rice. Angory Rice. She's Australian, so yeah, she's quite good. She was in Mayor of Easttown, mm. and she's in the Spider-Man in films. the Spider-Man yeah, movies. She's right. funny in those. Yeah, she's she's very good. Um, so yeah, but so sometimes you know we're we're bumping on the line with Shane Black, and <laughs> I don't know, like I'll 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 take. I'll take the full uh, the Shane Black experience. You know what I mean? I mean, all of his films, mostly all of them, have that element of this sort of like, you know, uh, either precocious or more developed youth, if you want to call them that. Like, even Iron Man 3 has that. Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah, which is so strange. I don't know what his obsession is with that, but Yeah, it's that's there, like right? a full-on, like, dad movie, it, Iron <laughs> yeah. Man 3. I, I wonder, Do you like Iron Man 3, Nick? No. <laughs> no. No, I very much do not. Whoa. I think that's kind of... It's an interesting movie. That's one of the best MCU movies. I would agree. That You're might be insane. a top five. I, I hate that film. I, like I hate it. it so much. I like Iron Also, Man just the movie. idea that he's like... That movie ends with him being like, yeah, I'm done being Iron Man. It's like, no, you're fucking not. We know that. It's stupid. Yeah, I don't know. Like, who yeah. cares? I watched that I, hotel I, I room a couple it. months oh. ago. Just like I was slipping through the channels and that was on. And That's a fun one to me. I like it. That movie works, man. Yeah. The, the, the dialogue's good. The dynamic with the kid yep. is good. Like, yeah, I, I like Guy Pierce a lot in it. I love what they do with the Mandarin. Everybody, like, that's the big thing that everybody hates, and I'm I was always on board for it, just because I don't give a shit about the Mandarin. <laughs> right? Yeah, I, mean, I don't even know who the Mandarin is. So no, it's yeah, like it's not. But right. he's a very below yeah. comic book character, Nico. But they. I'm not that, sure I remember that movie super well. I remember like just the end with all of the suits. Do you remember up. Ben Kingsley is like portrayed as this evil terrorist, this like yeah. warmonger, ba- essentially? Yeah. yeah. 
and it turns out that he's just an actor and that was like the big twist and everyone was excited because it's like the mandarin is the big iron man villain Mm. and then it turns out he's just a shakespearean actor He's still Mandarin. Mandarin. I think in the I movie, remember that though. actually. Yeah, everyone was mad about that. The Mandarin is still in the movie, though. That's the thing. It's just it's not it's not Ben Kinsley. It's Guy Pierce. He's right. the Mandarin. Right. Well, actually, they correct it in. Did you see Shang Chi? Yes, I did. Yeah, they 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 end up recasting it with Tony Lung. Remember? Yeah. So they and they like yeah, which felt like to me I don't know. He's very good in that movie, but if if it's like have some cojones, Marvel. It's like. That now it feels like all they're doing is they're going back, like they're correcting the uh, original Incredible Hulk with Ed Norton now with She Hulk, and they're correcting. Wait, they are? Yeah, I mean they're doing. They they brought back Tim Roth for the the She Hulk show, oh, and I like. Theory. He's actually pretty. He's Incredible. he's fun. Yeah, I just I don't like, like Tim Roth. Marvel now is like everything. They're so <laughs> they're so at the mercy of their fans at this point. It's like. It's Disney that's at the mercy of their fans. Yeah, it's just like they can't let their bombs be bombs. You know, it's like now they have to go back and pretend like this, you know, like this movie is redeemable. Though that was the whole issue with the Star Wars sequel trilogy. (laughs) How every movie is literally, it's It's made, yeah, 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 it's a a reactive movie, which is so fascinating to me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Do you like the She-Hulk show, Nick? So, like, it's not very good. It's pretty bad. Mm -hmm. Uh, it It got a little better with time with... Tim Roth becoming more prominent, and uh, you also get um, Daredevil, the actor. Yes, I did see that. He joins the cast, so so you start to. Ha- I started to have a little bit of fun with it. I was trying to watch it all in one day, so I can get it out of my fucking way. And then <laughs> I caught up, only to learn that there was one episode left, and it. I was like, and it wasn't out yet, and I'm like, God damn it! I'm actually sitting here waiting to watch the next episode of She-Hulk now. I hate myself. Damn. That's rough. That's something I didn't want to... That's that's a place I didn't want to be. Is, like, Mark Ruffalo, like, in that show? He's in, like, the first episode, and then he'll be, like, on a phone call. Okay. <laughs> they, they just shot it in his backyard in front of a green screen? There's no way they filmed with Mark Ruffalo for more than a day. Right. You know? That's a good gig, man. The most annoying thing is that every episode she, like, turns to the camera and narrates to the audience. Oh, fuck that. It's the worst. And they'll be like, you know, so they'll start the episode and they'll introduce a new uh, person that is from the MCU coming back for her show. And she'll be like, "Uh, this isn't going to be one of those shows where just, like, there's a different character coming in every week. Don't worry. It's like she's trying to reassure you. With right. all of the bad writing, they're they're trying to reassure you that that's not <laughs> like it's but, it's really funny. But it's bad. not funny either, right? Yeah. It's like no, it's not of, funny. That's yeah. the problem. So no, I would I would say it's a bad show, but like at this point, every Marvel show is kind of a bad show. So <laughs> yeah, you then, either you're, you're either in or you're out. You know? How do you guys watch it? I haven't watched any of it. Like, how not, do I watch it? I in watched... the background while I work. I don't oh, really pay attention. It's just background noise. The only one I was kind of interested in, I, I guess only because it was Michael uh, Giacchino, on the topic of werewolves and, and monster movies, was Werewolf by Night, I guess. Did you I, see it? No, but I, I'm curious. Have you watched was that, that the one hour? Yeah. I watched it. Okay. How is it? It's fine. Okay. It's fine. <laughs> was, it, was it like a legit homage to like the old, like, Friday night scares. TV yeah, I special? think so. Okay. Yeah, All I right. think so. It had um. There's one little twist, and I would say that twist comes in like early 
like it's a first act twist and that kind of so so your expectations of what it is kind of going into it are very rapidly shifted in a very positive way i think uh-huh like what you think the movie's going to be about initially and then what it ends up really being about you're like oh, okay i like that better okay. um it's it's good it's fine does it end with characters shooting laser beams at each other no okay wow that's a, That's a all right. Well, sign me up then. I'm in. I know. I know. Man, thing and it also it, doesn't. So. It doesn't end with any implication of there being a sequel or anything. It's okay. just over. I'm pretty sure. That's nice. That would be nice. It's it's actually it's a fun little hour long thing to watch. I know, I know uh, Man Thing is in it. Maybe maybe that's like the big reveal. I don't know, but what's Man Thing? He's like a plant thing. Kind of looks like Cthulhu. Oh yeah, no, that's not the that's not the reveal. But yeah, yeah, he's in it. Okay, okay. it does involve him sort of. Um, and it's all in black and white, pretty yeah. much. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right. The very, the very end of the movie, like sort of all of the action is done and where everything settles, uh, then they all of a sudden switch to color and I almost didn't even notice. Oh. But uh, it's literally like the last scene where it's like sign off then credits. So is it a so, movie or a, a show? I like, think it's presented as like a TV special. It's oh. like an hour long like a movie of the week kind of yeah. TV. It's it's in that yeah. vein. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. I, I would actually say it's worth watching, for sure. Right. You don't get a single Marvel character that you would recognize in oh, it thank at God. all. Oh, wow. Thank God. Wow. It's, it's complete unique cast. Uh, small, isolated. It's I, nice. I will say, though, like, you said, like, this thing is in black and white, and it piqued my interest. It's like, oh, my God, it's in black and white. Yeah, it is. How pathetic, like, that passes for artistry now <laughs> with Marvel. <laughs> Where it's like yeah. you, lit- all you got to do is put a fucking Instagram filter on it, and I'm like, this is artistic. I have <laughs> see, I, I have seen, I have seen like like brief clips of it, and it even has like that that kind of I don't know what you call that, but like a lot of monster movies of that time have this very distinct haze. Yeah, it's not just the black and white. There's something about the the lighting and the haze, and right. the like when a special effect happens, it brightens up the screen in a very specific way. Right. So I saw a clip where the man thing kills someone by like electrocution or something and it looks just like that no i'm telling you if yeah. thor the, the, the love and thunder was in black and white and they put like a little grain on it to make it look like it was shot on film or whatever like three four by three too yeah i mean <laughs> all the fanboys would be walking out of that theater being like holy shit taika with tt pushing the medium of cinema forward you know like that's <laughs> what passes for movies now it does do uh, what some movies have done in the past, like Phantom of the Opera. Where there is like um, one item in the movie that has color. Okay. Oh, well, Nico loves that. Uh, so, yeah, the, I do the love one that item shit. Color, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's um, yeah, and that feels very marvelly when it happens. That's that's the best. Yeah, Schindler's but, List. Um, Schindler's List. The pink yeah, smoke yeah. and high and low. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's yeah. A yeah. Good one. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, it's worth watching. It's okay. not too long, so it's a nice little watch. I recommend it. Okay. I just kind of was on Disney Plus, and I just saw it, and I was like, ah, oh, I sure. Be- I believe the dad from old is the lead. The French Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Gael Garcia Bernal. Okay, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Right? That's him. I believe so. Yeah. Maybe. He's really good. Mm-hmm. I like that guy. Uh, all right. Back to Monster Squad here. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Stan Winston, Adam Hall. Yeah, I know. Did I know. the monsters for this? Do you consider this to be a a, a, t- a tier uh, Stan Winston monster designs? Is this uh, what do you think? Uh, I 
boy, I'd probably go C tier, Stan yeah. Winston. Now, again, there's a level of intentionality to the look of these things and sort of the plainness here and there. Yeah, the generic. Yeah, but that, that like, okay, here's, here's the big thing. Um, I actually like his Gilman. I thought that was a pretty effective design. Um, the dead sure. giveaway that he was not uh, top of his game was the werewolf. Yeah. Because the original werewolf looks like like from the wolfman <laughs> looks <Right>. better <laughs> than whatever this design was cuz it looked like shit wolfman <laughs> has <thing>. nards <laughs> wolfman's got nards <laughs> even if there is an intentionality to it looking generic the effect is still bad like it's not it's well, you know even if like the desired effect is to give a generic look like that's not what you should go for. You should rework your your yeah. plan then. Yeah, I I know. Like like it has to. It, it you can call back to like the I I I don't know what you call it. like the economical look to these monsters which came out in like the the fifties and whatnot. It's but a like, very polite way. Of putting it, I know, but like, but but it, but you're right in that it can still have the effect that I there. This is a monster in front of me. We're 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 supposed to look at these things and think that they, these are legitimately somewhat intimidating monsters coming after these kids. And a lot of the time, it's like, yeah, that's a guy in a costume. And I, I know they're always guys in a costume, but that's a fucking guy in a costume. <laughs> I do wonder though. It yeah. just screams to me like there was a lawyer in the room and they were comparing the universal version of the monster to this version of the yeah. monster. And I wonder if it was like too many cooks in the kitchen. Yeah, probably. You know, I, I I just imagine like this was happening with all of his designs. And I wonder if at a certain point Winston was just like, fuck, fuck it. it then. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I'm just going to go. I'm going to go work with Cameron again. Because they're all they're all different. Just enough is the, the, the interesting thing. Like the, mm-hmm. the Gill Man is, is the, the to me the most obvious one where it's like, yeah, it's it's the fish dude. But his his gills are a little different. His skin's not quite the same. He has those those teeth. He doesn't have the lips like the original one does. So you're probably right in that they're making like the, you know, the, the stuff that you would sell at a flea market version. Trust right. me, I got these from Japan. Right. Well, it's no, like- you're actually, what you're saying is like when you go to, when you go to Spirit Halloween and there's like a Rocky Balboa costume, but it's labeled like American boxer from Philadelphia. Right. You know? Right. The, the costume comes with a mustache. That's right. not Rocky. And it's like all the shorts are kind of the same, but it's like it's red, white, and green instead of red, white and blue like you know like, italian yeah right yeah Ital- exactly italian yeah. boxer from from philadelphia I, this is is this great I'm, I'm gonna make a reference that i doubt any of you give a crap about that's okay though but i was watching this show um uh, dairy girls which is very good um heard very good things about that it's so mm-hmm. good I fucking love that I've show heard, i've heard very good things about wonderful it wonderful wonderful show but anyway liam neeson was in the latest season and oh he's so, he's so good in it holy really? shit he is so fucking good in, the, in those episodes you just uh, piqued nico's interest he's I, like just, he's like i think i'm gonna start watching dairy girls let me put it, let me put it this way <laughs> let me put it this way uh mind hunter dairy girls that's 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 the that's what? the bar for when it comes to Netflix shows. Yeah, don't, don't what even. What is bother. that? Re- oh, okay, for Netflix. I was like, what <laughs> for are Netflix, you ranking for Netflix, here? For Netflix. Is- no, yeah, yeah ranking shows about serial killers. Liam Neeson is on Dairy Girls. <laughs> yes, he is. Dude, that's fucking insane. <laughs> and he's so good. That's crazy. He, he doesn't play. It's it's a bit part. That'd be like, yo, did you know Al Pacino's on the latest season of Pretty Little Liars? <laughs> It's like, what are you saying? <laughs> it's a bit part. He's not in the entire season, but okay. like he, he showed. It's more of like a 
like a like a very very special cameo, okay. and he's so good in that scene. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's a it's a wonderful, wonderful, delightful, heartwarming show. That's hilarious. Um, anyway, it's just this great. It, what you were talking about reminds me of a scene in one of the earlier seasons where they're going to like some event to to celebrate the arrival of Bill Clinton coming to Derry, yeah. and this guy, this shop owner, is selling these American flags with only thirty stars right. and like ten stripes, yeah. and they're like, I don't think this is the way it's supposed to look. And he's like, No, they just changed it. They changed their flag oh yeah they got rid of a few states yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why would you have to worry about like the copyright on i think if you're working on a project a film or tv project and uh somebody says we have to get the lawyers involved scrap the project right <laughs> like yeah. just start over find something new because it's not worth the trouble it's really not yeah, not worth the trouble. You can't make art uh, with an army of lawyers. <laughs> but this makes it, like when when did when did Who Framed Roger Rabbit come out? Eighty eight, nineteen eighty eight, and okay, Who Framed Roger Rabbit is a great film. Yes, I think it's one of the great animated movies of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, an incredible comedy, probably one of the great comedies of the eighties. One of the well. great noirs, for God's sakes! Incredible <laughs> movie with an incredible lead performance yeah. of Bob, Bob Hoskins. Uh, Christopher Lloyd is a great villain. It's an unbelievable achievement of filmmaking. However, it is an even greater achievement of legal finagling. <laughs> yep. It is yep. an unbelievable work of legal scholarship. You know. Like, that should be the, I don't know, I've never taken a law class before. If you go to law school, that should be day one. Mm. How they fucking negotiated these lawyers between Warner Brothers and Disney to share the Looney Tunes and the Disney cartoons. I mean, it is. It's because it's not even it's not even like they, they they're in separate scenes. No, no you get a shot of Bugs Bunny and Mickey Mouse in the same they're frame in together in, interacting together. Yes, <laughs> it's unbelievable. And there yes. are so many of the characters. Every time I watch that movie, I am astounded yep. at this at this crack team of attorneys. It's unbelievable. She-Hulk has nothing on these guys <laughs> on the Who Framed Roger Rabbit lawyers. That's the miniseries I want. <laughs> I want to know what was happening. The, the deliberations. Ma- the making of that. Yeah. Can you in imagine the a fictional? Can you imagine a fictionalized show about that? Oh my god. About like, like a Mad Men style. Oh my god! Like a period piece. <laughs> right. Wouldn't that right. be sick? That ain't bad. Of like, you want Mickey on screen with fucking bugs? Well, he, you know, he's gonna say X, he's like Y, and Z. Smoking a cigarette on the on the phone out right. in his office. It's like, yeah, yeah. you want what? <laughs> <laughs> You're out of your fucking mind. <laughs> Goofy. Hang up. <laughs> First of all, Goofy is a dog, but Pluto is a pet. I'll give you Pluto. You don't get Goofy. Yeah. You don't get the talking dog. You, don't get, you get the, the dog dog. Right. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> Come it's back amazing. with a better offer. Yes. How did they do it? How did they do it? It's unbelievable. <laughs> Oh man, you can't fucking get Clarice Starling in a in a movie with uh, Will Graham anymore. It's, and like somehow they were able to get Bugs Bunny and Mickey Mouse together. <laughs> uh, yeah, so good. Uh, yeah, so this movie it definitely it suffers from that, and it's incredibly generic. Like they don't even reference like there are, as I said some posters of like uh, Return of the Living Dead, and mm-hmm. um, there was another one that I'm blanking on. One guy had a, a one of the kids had a T-shirt that said Stephen King rules on yeah, it, yeah, which is very ahead of its time. But 
it again doesn't really go all the way with it. There is a reference to a slasher movie called Groundhog Day Part Twelve. By the way, this is before <laughs> the Bill Murray Groundhog Day, which I find kind of amusing. Um, it was oh wow because I was very confused by that. I didn't consider the fact that Groundhog Day came out after this. Yeah, Bill Murray's <laughs> Groundhog like, Day did not exist. It's like oh what? Oh, uh, when this movie came out. Um, so you know they. There's actually a scene where one of the kids is watching the movie at a drive-in by sitting on his roof with binoculars. Like he's he's able to you know watch the movie. That was sick, wasn't it? That was fucking sick. That's something. Dude. That was the one moment I wrote, I took a note on that. I did like, too. God, if I had a radio and binoculars and I could just watch all the movies from my roof. I used to do stuff like that. I when <laughs> I used to do stuff like that. In Adam's was, mythical hometown of Harrington. Well, well, yeah. well, no, what, like when we were, it, it sucked because I didn't have the radio. Okay, so like, like up at like I used to, you know, have I, I mentioned this? I feel like on the pod before, but I used to go to this like like uh, little community up near Bantam Lake. But, you know, they would occasionally, you know, watch movies that I was not allowed to watch. So I would like the only way I could do it is like find like a little perch with like a binocular and just watch the movie. And I couldn't understand what, what was happening like uh, orally or anything because I couldn't hear it. I just had to watch the, the stuff happening. So if it was like Life of Brian was one that was like, Adam, you can watch Freddy versus Jason, but you cannot watch Life of Brian. And I'd be like, oh, that's confusing. Yeah. So I would just watch <laughs> Life of Brian somewhat out of context because I had no audio, but it, but it was and really the, Yeah, the uh, religious satire was kind of lost on you. <laughs> yeah, it was very confusing. And then all of a sudden I see Terry Graham's dick. Right. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I wrote down just in my notes when that scene came up, uh, binocular, or watching a, a drive-in through binoculars. Wow. Movies used to be the shit. Mm. It was just the shit. Yeah. That's the best, dude. That there, I mean, I we keep coming back to this, and movie fans always sound insane when they say things like this. But like, the lack of accessibility made movies fucking awesome. Made them fun. It was yeah. so great when you couldn't find movies. You know, when you couldn't yeah. go, when you had to sneak in, when you had to beg your parents for money for the ticket, when you had to watch them through binoculars and a radio on your roof, like. That like it's amazing how that enhanced the medium and like the more you know readily accessible these things are like the worse they become. There's just something about it, man. That like I wanted to go back to that time in the '80s, just sitting on a roof watching through a binoculars in a driving. It did. It made me incredibly nostalgic. Oh my I, I god, it's the best. <laughs> how does well, it nostalgic not? for something we never really even had? Like. No, no, I'm no. sure that's not even a real thing. Like, who? Right. I'm sure very few people actually did that. I did go to a drive-in recently. Saw Jaws. That was that was great. Yeah, that's great. But like, you but, paid money to do it, yes. and you went with a bunch of fucking millennials, being like, "Hey, we're we're doing a retro throwback thing," you know. Unfortunately, so like, it's a novelty now. It's it, but then it was like a means of survival you know yeah. if you were a movie fan like, yeah, that's yeah, well and also it. like he was like begging to go to the movie because all of his friends would spoil it if yes. he didn't see it tonight mm-hmm. right I wrote and down like that so that too yeah it was everyone's gonna blab the entire plot that's something that just doesn't happen and it happens on the internet but like with you and you and me like that just we don't talk about movies that way anymore but i, yeah. I thought like wow yeah. like that's he was articulating the concept of a spoiler before we had a word for it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Blab the entire plot, you know? That's true. Yeah, look at that. You're right. You're right. You know? Huh. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just sick. It's just sick. Movies are the shit, man. Movies are the best. Mm-hmm. 
Um, what else did I want to bring up here <laughs> real f- quick? Um, I, I found in general the cast to be kind of underwhelming. Um, usually in movies like this, like in the Goonies, for example, they give every, every- kid a memorable trait and it's usually a physical trait. Um, like fat kid in this one. Yeah. Fat kid or Asian <laughs> only kid one, with though. gadgets, I guess. But it, it's not that the performances are bad though. I mean, they're, they, I think the, the kids do a pretty good job. Yeah. But you're right in that they just, they don't have that like. They all kind of need a, a, a caricature aspect to them in order to to, to work. Right. I, I hate to say that, but it's kind of true with movies like this. They're all the same. I mean, Where this is going to yeah. sound strange to say, but like there needed to be a minority kid. <laughs> and I don't mean it like I a, honestly a, don't even think you're wrong. Yeah, in a tropey '80s way, but like there needs to be a little more diversity. In <laughs> you're this thinking cast. of the like the short round character in the Goonies. Yeah, no, actor, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't, but I don't like want it to be like that. I'm just saying there need. We need a little more color here, you know what I mean? Like we need, we need a little more. Just a bunch of whitey children. Yeah, I mean they, <laughs> they all have the same bowl haircut too. Like, yeah, yeah. They there's no like token female character either. That just a little girl. Yeah, there's no like yeah. tomboy character. Also, back to the uh, tastelessness of it. The when when fat kid, as I'm gonna call him, gets his moment. Mm. Um. You know, the bully who was picking on him earlier in the movie later sees him use a gun to kill the um, creature from the Black Lagoon. And the kid comes out and he's like, hey, fat kid, nice job. And the kid turns around with the rifle and goes, my name is Horace. And he cocks the gun. And I'm like, that's not really your, like, moment. That's kind of uh, school shooter vibes. It's not really... It's not really making me feel like, yeah, the kid finally got yeah, his This is due. not a like, moment of triumph. Yeah. <laughs> right. This is like a horrifying moment where you just fired a gun for the first time and killed another living creature with it. And then we're like empowered by yeah, that. That's, that's a red horrifying. flag is what that is. That's like, true. I'm a little nervous. That's now. a call to the office. Mm. Right. Yeah. He enjoys killing animals. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy! Uh, oh, yeah, there was some like really like harsh bullying happening too, or like oh yeah, uh, these eighties movies with their bullying. I mean, scenes there's some just... there's some gay slurs in there. Uh, at one point, like one of the kids is like, "Oh, there's that principal's a homo." There's so they always warn you about all the homos in school. <laughs> um, Jesus, I did think there was like some pretty good like um, like there was when they when they bullied the fat kid at, in the beginning of the movie. Uh, there's uh, the bullies are very like creative. They're like, hey, we're we're here with a local fat kid. Uh, now let's go to our fat correspondent. Like, that was some pretty good. That was some good bullying. You know what I mean? Like, I am. I respect the art form there. <laughs> in your in your many years of bullying, Nico, because yes, I know it, you were a big bully. I was a huge bully, huge bully in high school. Yes. Huge, okay. huge bully. <laughs> uh, I wish I thought of that one. Honestly, I wish I had that one in my back pocket. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow you know it did sound like something you might say <laughs> you would have been more like hey fatso come on down <laughs> that's more of a nico bullying technique <laughs> oh god he always wanted to be a game show host, Adam. He always wanted to. Yes, I know. I'm still chasing that dream here. You'll get still chasing that <laughs> dragon. This podcast chasing will somehow that dragon. Lead you there. Yeah. Oh, um, <laughs> let's see what else did. I, do you have any other notes written down, Nick? 
let me consult my notes. Oh, <laughs> the fucking... I, this is um the end credits uh, when the movie ends. I didn't think they yeah, did this in the 80s. That's generally I thought when the end was, credits happen. Yeah, I thought this was a 90s thing, but um, they have a rap during oh, the yeah. end credits explaining right. the plot right. oh, yeah, from beginning yeah. to end. Yeah, I thought that was a 90s thing. But yeah, this like Will Smith is... in Wild Wild West. I, I was thinking the same thing, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Men of, but worse. There's a vampire and a Frankenstein too, and they're in the monster squad. Boo, boo. Yeah. <laughs> right, like, that was, you know, honestly pretty on par with what to expect. That ad lib you just did. Right. Man, that is the... I am glad that trend died. Tell you what, though, when this movie ends, I mean, and you realize, holy shit, this was really only an hour, 15 minutes, and mm. the credits were really, like, the, the movie comes to a climax, and the climax was dissolved, and we're done, and we're onto a corny rap song, like, that's the best. Good times. Yeah. The good. movie just ends, dude. Good, good Nothing good like time. when a movie ends, you know? I like a good abrupt ending <laughs> like that. The cre- it doesn't even cut to black. Just credits start rolling over our actors. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah, the credits like invade the screen. That's the best. The movie's like, get the fuck out of yeah, here. Yeah, exactly. Let me, me kind of set the, the tone a little bit The equivalent of the hook it. at an like, a old vaudeville show. Uh, well, let me kind of set the tone on it a little bit, right? So they, they need a virgin to chant to like pull the monsters back. To read some Latin or something. Some German. And well, it's a German guy. German. Yeah. Okay. So they get this five-year-old girl to read <laughs> German with the help of the old creepy German man. Um, and they're all the monsters are getting sucked through this vortex, and Dracula is getting sucked away, pulls the little boy, and he's like, You're coming with me. Mm. Uh, and as they're getting pulled towards it, the kid grabs a piece of wood, stabs Dracula in the heart. Um and then all the monsters are gone, and the police roll up, and they're like, what's going on here? And he's like, uh, the kid tells him, like, something, I don't know. Cop's like, who are you? He pulls out a business card, gives it to the cop, and he goes, we're the monster squad. <laughs> and that's when the credits come in. <laughs> it is yeah. fucking real awful, <laughs> guys. It is, oh, it's really bad. bad. But it's, but it's, it's the great. Best. But it is the best. I like this movie. I think this <laughs> okay. movie's really fun. I'm into yeah, it. Yeah, I like not- it, too. No, it's not bad. I like it's 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 a fun little watch. Like I, it's something I could throw this on every October. Well, yeah. I, I'm getting to this point too, where it's like I I definitely know what Nico's tastes are, but I've always been trying to pin down Nick's. And this is one where I watch him like this is just not quite a Nick movie. Yeah, it's no. just not it's, really it's his not bad. bad. I yeah. don't hate it by any means, but I just find it falls flat on too many fronts you know what i mean it's not a perfect movie but i don't think anyone's no, arguing it's, it's, it's less perfect. than not a perfect movie it's it's <laughs> actively it's, not good adam i'm I mean, not sure it's, it's not fun. oh come on it's not, it's not, good. Good. Oh, stop. It's not good no it's really it's charming fun, there's some good set pieces good. it's good it's fine yeah i think it's too, i think it's a lot of fun i think it's too endearing to hate too that's the yeah thing. Yeah, yeah I, absolutely i can yeah. Agree, i can agree with that i mean you didn't see halloween ends so <laughs> which oh. i mean by by the way, uh, the internet is in shambles right now, debating the the merits of Hollywood end, or Halloween ends. I is that the merits cool? of it? Oh yeah. I, I when, to, when you say the when you say the merits of it, that implies they're discussing whether or not it should have been made. Um, I think that's a fine question to ask. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we all know the answer because I was alive two months ago before it came out, and everything was fine. <laughs> Right. You know what I mean? Like, there's no. 
should we we jo- all remember very distinctly what it was like before this movie was made should- and i don't think anybody had any issues really should we join that that crowd <laughs> <laughs> I am ready to go 12 rounds on Halloween. Are you making me go to the movie theater? Yeah. No, I, you, no, you can stream it on the old uh, Peacock over there. I I want you to see it, Nick. I, I personally really want you to see it. I don't know why it. we went to the theater to do it, but Adam and I went opening night, and it was fun. No, I thought it was better because there were more than a few moments where the audience, along with us, were laughing <laughs> in oh many God. places where we were not supposed to be laughing. So, Nick, this is, the <laughs> first time, this, this is the first time this has happened to me in years. <laughs> <Yeah>. Years. <laughs> Nick and I, or I'm sorry, Adam and I left the theater and a guy approached us in the parking lot and was like, yo, what'd you guys think of that movie? Great. Oh, I was, was like crazy. Right? I, was, I couldn't like, believe like, it, was, it was one of those things that we were all like kind of reeling afterwards. Like, wait, they made it like that. I couldn't believe that happened. That was when I went to the Nick Cage movie. Yeah. Oh, that's, wow. that's how it was for me. I couldn't um, believe that the guy. I was like, "This is actually happening." I'm talking with a stranger about a movie. Yeah, this it hasn't right. happened. Never I mean, happened. now it's oh, essentially like since COVID and shit, nobody yeah. talks to each other anymore, and like no one knows how to. It was a really it. funny conversation we had with him. But yeah, it was. It's one of those movies. I um, I think I think let's do it. I think fuck it, let's fucking do it. It Halloween it, ends. Yeah, I think it fits. Is that our, how we're gonna end our spectacular? No, I think it. Yeah, I, I you think want to do it next week. I think let's do it next week. I think it fits our template great because it did okay. give me the the purity of like seriously, dude. Why did they do this? <laughs> this is fascinating. Why is this a thing? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Why is it? I'm I'm ready to go in the mud with you. I'm ready. I'm ready to tango. Let's tango, Adam Hall. Yeah. I'm ready to go in the mud with you. Go in the like mud. Us. Are you going to combat my opinion on the movie? I'm ready to go. Oh, he likes it. Let's fucking Oh, he likes it. it. He Let's likes it. it. The great Uh-oh. Halloween what is ends going on. Coming next week. What is going on? Oh, he likes the movie. Oh, Are we going to be in a situation Ooh. where Nico's defending a Halloween film and Adam is... Not. Well, I have, a, I have a question. Have you seen any Halloween films since this one? I haven't. I, I'm okay. planning on doing a little bit of a marathon, though. All right. Because there's a couple that I haven't seen that I need to check off the list. And uh, I've only seen the original, I believe. Okay. Okay. Yeah, there's... Uh, oh, so you haven't seen any of the, the new trilogy. Yeah. I've only seen the original. Oh, you've seen the original, uh, like, the re- of the remake, 2018. No. Oh no, the original Halloween. Oh, the original. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, 'cause I'm but at the Isn't this the same 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 people, right? Yes. well, uh, well. as the no, not as the original. No. Hard to explain. No. Uh, John Carpenter is back as the composer, the composer only. Uh what's her name? The Lee Jamie Lee Curtis Jamie is Lee back. Curtis. Yeah, she's back, right? That's the, like it's, yes. she was in the original and she's in the end now, right? I mean that's kind of the point. Yeah. Right. The the problem is that there's there are continuity things in between that complicate things. Like I said, you have to you have <laughs> okay. to use my choose your own adventure chart that I wrote out for you. It's the only way it makes sense. Yeah, choose it, your own adventure it, chart. That's that's it, what it the Halloween is franchise what it is. is. Yeah. It's that. Are you saying is it's you're saying it's like an alternate reality, like you have to pick your reality and yes. if you die, you have to go back and start over. <laughs> like, do you want to explain the thing? Oh my god. I, right now? Sure. I, no, I, no. Let's do it next week. Cause okay. I, okay, yeah. Because I, I would love to, but that's a that's a conversation. I don't know if there's a single franchise that changes its mind more than the Halloween <laughs> franchise. I will uh, try to watch every movie in the franchise by next show. You're insane. I will not make that promise. And okay. In fact, I will promise not to do that. I mean, I've seen a bunch of them though already. Horrible. So, like, Dude, you're not going to have a good time at all. Yeah, some of those in the middle are rough, right? 
I'd say most of them are rough. Yeah. I like. I didn't even like the original when I watched. So I can what? tell you, I'm not. Nah, fuck that shit. It's not a, not, not a movie for me. Oh, it's not a me movie no. at all. So, that's not a me movie at all. That's like the opposite of a me movie. That's like the last thing I want to watch. Christ, that movie's a masterpiece. That's the best. Yeah, I don't give a shit. I don't like it. That movie is the be- that thing is the shit. I, for the record, I only like genuinely like. Uh, three Halloween movies and there are 13 movies. <laughs> I don't like any slasher films. Are, are you a I've never liked a slasher guy? film. So. Well, that's... A, fun fact. The, well, I mean, the font of the new one, The re, I was very caught off guard with the new one when the font came out because I'm like, why are they using the Season of the Witch font? Oh, yeah. And that told me a lot about what the movie was going to be like. Mm, right. uh, yes, I am. A, yeah, so I guess I could... Yeah, yeah. Season of the Witch, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I like it. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to do them all, and then we'll talk. Um, Nick, I would. Does he have to watch the new? Does he have to watch the other two movies? I don't know. <laughs> you don't. I can't. I can't promise I will. I mean, because we'll talk about. We will be talking about Halloween Kills. Because like part of my feeling is like I have no idea where this where the new one ranks in, in this trilogy. Right now, like kills and ends are tied. Like they. <laughs> In, in my head <laughs> I don't think they're even close But I, I will com- say this I completely disagree <laughs> Ends kind of Does it make me like Halloween Kills more? It does for me Kind of but not Just because it it, it it feels like each movie is its own distinct statement It and is it's own, each And that's what statement. I dig about it It's like about this trilogy they're so different ends and kills that it's like oh wait a minute they were actually they were going for something with kills yes yes and you i have and i don't think i had given them that much credit when i watched it i don't think either of them are good by the way it's big big gigantic spoiler i think one is good i think one of them is good what you think this one's good you think it's good <laughs> i think it's pretty good you're an idiot we'll talk next <laughs> you're an idiot uh, let's play a game <laughs> We're officially not retiring the bit, right? I guess not. <laughs> All right. I think that was the vote. Yeah. People like it too much. Who is listening to the end? I'd love to know those stats. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't turn it off as soon as we start the Drew Carey bit? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. Are they are they really interested in who gets this one right? <laughs> I don't know. That's my question. Like, how interested are you guys in like who gets in the net worth of Shane Black? I, I... <laughs> Maybe it's a really compelling question. I don't know. Maybe. I'm I mean, say... I am often interested. Okay, uh, I'm going to say five million dollars for Shane Black. No, 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 no. He's he's twenty million. Twenty okay. million. He's. I might even go a little higher. I'll I'll, I'll value him at forty million. I'll oh give goodness. Yeah. Okay. There we go. 40 wow. One dollar. One dollar. Okay. Pretty good. Uh, actual retail price here. Retail. <laughs> you can buy retail. if you want to go buy some Shane Black. I'm gonna get this one. Sixteen million. Ooh, okay. Sixteen million for old. Well, I should have gone with my twenty. Uh, all right. There you go. That's your. I was bit. hoping it was like a million. <laughs> yeah. There's your fucking bit. You sure you want to keep this thing going? <laughs> it's so. I'm gonna make it so unlistenable. That's my goal now. I'm sabotaging the bit. I'm gonna make it unlistenable. You just have to like distort your audio. So it's like <laughs> <laughs> just blow it out.
It has to sound like we dropped our audio equipment in the toilet <laughs> deliberately. <laughs> I would do it from a fishbowl. Yeah, oh, there, there we, we go. go. Uh, okay. From um, now on, we're going to do the Drew Carey bit while scuba diving. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. All right, uh, that's it. That's a podcast. Spooktacular <laughs> continues next week with Halloween ends. Oh, um, on the other show, uh, Adam and I just did um, uh, our prequel podcast. We talked about the greatest prequels ever made. Spoiler alert: not many of them. Uh, but we talked about why prequels don't work, and uh, it was a fun time. Mm-hmm. So go listen to that. And I imagine is there going to be a, a horror themed show coming up for the season? I, I imagine that, that might be that might be in your wheelhouse, my friend. We could try. I don't know. We, we usually I, I'm always down to do a series of slasher movies or something. But <sighs> yeah, I know you hate those slasher movies, Nick. Why? They're I, fun. I, I like the Saw movies. Whoa. And I like, See, that's so I weird. Like, I hate the Saw. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. I, hate yeah, the no, Saw I like movies. the Saw movies and I like like the um, I especially like the movies like like Insidious or The Conjuring and shit I like, like that. Those, but yeah. like slasher movies just bore the hell out of me, dude. I don't know why. Oh god, you're gonna fucking hate Halloween. Ends. I know, I know, I am. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. Holy shit, is he gonna hate that movie? <laughs> so you're into like the more classical definition of horror. I mean, not not like in the Universal monster way, but like in the '70s kind of omen. Uh, Amityville oh, yeah. horror. Yeah, you know, when the devil is the bad guy. Mm. Sure, you know, The Exorcist. Shit I like, like being that. spooked. Right. Yeah. 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 You know. Yeah. Um, I don't like I, the supernatural shit. I kind of like. I when love it's a guy. that shit. I prefer it when it's a guy. I like both. <laughs> yeah, but for different reasons. Yeah. I just want a guy <laughs> in a, a mask. Guy. Yeah, or whatever. A guy with an axe or something. Yeah. You know. All right. Uh, so maybe a horror theme show coming up. Think think that went over, Adam. Uh, okay. Two cents. Uh, oh, speaking of the spooktacular, um, a very spooky story on this oh, week's yeah. Two Cents Radio. Spooky. Rob brought to the table a doozy. Uh, so go listen to that. Wow. He had some events in his life. So yeah, Ooh. and we're, we also talked about the mole for like an hour. But if you get past the mole talk. <laughs> For the first hour, you got a really juicy. We really should have backloaded that. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> we, but we were. Rob was itching. He was like, "Guys, I need to talk about the mole now." He was losing his fucking mind, dude. We're watching the mole on Netflix. Uh, it's back after a thirteen-year hiatus or fourteen-year hiatus. Um, so it's good. A lot of fun times over there. That's it. Anything going on on the fantasy show? Uh, yeah, we are, we um, just had a nice conversation with um, author Mary Robinette Cole again. Cool. So that should be coming soon, if not already. Dan is taking care of that one, so I don't know where we're at on it. Um, and we're actually, I think we're doing some more interviews with authors in general. That's good. I think that'll be coming up, so I don't want to announce anything before it's ready, but yeah. We're due for another interview or another guest. Yeah. It's been a while. It has been it a has while. It has been a while. Yeah. It's yeah. been a hot minute. Yeah. The word got around, like, guys, don't don't hop on the pod with I these know, this, guys. The, these, we got these blacklisted, guys. yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you're a um, big shot Hollywood producer of A-list films, uh, be sure to reach out to us on the Discord. Definitely. Yes. Please contact us <laughs> through the Discord only. Uh, and no phone calls. No phone calls. Uh, no unsolicited requests. Nope. 
David Gordon Green, hit us up for the next pod. I'd love to chat with you. <laughs> the problem is we're not like a union podcast, and so now no one wants yeah. to come on. You know, what I? I mean that's really the that's problem. True. Yeah, we only that's attract true. scabs. Oh, <laughs> uh, we will. Uh, we will be extras in your films, by the way, for free. Totally. Yes. Yeah, we'll work for zero. Not even yeah. scale. We'll work for nothing. Yeah. I don't have a SAG so? card. <laughs> all right. Love ya. Until next time. You've all been so very, very naughty. No, no. no. no.